Burritos and Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Lauren's Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Holy smokes, it's a beautiful day. I mean, it's cold as piss outside, but it's, it's nice to look at. Open your window, turn that space heater on, stare outside and just listen. I've got some things to tell you. Oh, man. If you're not listening to this with headphones on, you're doing it wrong. Because that intro music slaps. Oh, man. It makes me think of somebody just like hopping out of bed in the morning. You know, the you get up and you, and you just all of a sudden have a whole bunch of stuff to do. A real busy body. Hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you're having a good time. We've pretty much got this thing nailed down now, this podcast thing. We're doing, we're doing interview episodes on Friday. We're doing solo episodes on Tuesday-ish. I really should say Friday-ish as well. I got antsy. I put shocklers up on Thursday at like 11.49. Why 11 minutes early? Well, it wasn't 11 minutes early. They typically go out at 6 a.m. And if you were a real fan, you'd know that. I'm just kidding. You, you are a real fan. You're already listening. I don't care how you found this podcast. If you've listened to every single episode or if this is your very first one, thank you. I appreciate you checking us out. I got to quit making it plural. It's just me. I don't know why I do that. I sent out an email to a person today. Not a person. It was a venue. You know, driving around all over the city. I see all these places that like pop up. There's a new brewery every like 13 hours in Cincinnati. And I drop people off at them, and I pick people up at them, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this place before. How long have they been in business? I don't know. They just opened up like six months ago. And my brain starts tweaking out like, oh, brand new place. They serve booze in there. Maybe they want to laugh. And then I I don't ever do anything about it. Uh, there's all kinds of places all over the city that are constantly cropping up that could have comedy in them. It's not completely oversaturated here yet, I don't think. As long as, as, long as there's a, a hole in the wall that serves pizza or something, like, you can put a show in there, baby. And, and you know, comedy is, is uh, it's kind of a dream. <laughs> but, yeah, I passed by this place the other night. Not passed by. I picked up some folks there. It was called Dead Low Brewing. Yeah. I don't know why I'm telling you. I don't know. I sent him an email. I forgot why I brought this up, but I did. I sent him an email, and I was just like, hey, you guys want to do comedy? I put it, I mean, I was trying to be a little more professional than that. I'm not, I'm not that, you know, cord, not cordial, comfortable. Uh, informal. That's the word I was looking for. I'm not that informal whenever I ask people to like, Hey, you want to let me do what I do in your place? And I definitely don't say that in the email because that, that has a lot of connotations. I could come across in a very, very creepy way. And I don't want to have that sort of tone be the setup for our professional relationship. But Hey, maybe, you know, a person that runs a bar or, or something I'm 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 trying to put comedy in places. Let me put my jokes in you. Uh okay, that's bad. I'm sorry, mom. There we go. There's our first one. It only took us three and a half minutes. Uh yep. Yep, we're already spiraling out of control. I had a plan. There were things that I wanted to talk about, and I've already lost it. <sighs> you know, that's what happens. 
when you when you wake up in the morning and you turn on that Lyft app and you're like, hey, maybe I'll make some money, and it's like, nope, I'm gonna do a podcast for next to nothing again. I, I oh boy, I don't know what it is about January, or maybe it's the fact that it's real cold outside, or maybe it's the fact that it's uh, well, it's only been real cold for like a day, and before that it was raining all over the place. So I don't I don't know. Nobody's going anywhere, and I'm not making any money, and I'm real stressed out about it. Oh, that's not your guys' problem. That's nobody's problem but mine. Uh, but that's, I don't know. Is that why you come here? Is that why you're here to listen to me talk about my problems? Yeah. I've had a cyst on my left butt cheek that's been just breaking open for the last 12 years. Well, what kind of problems do you want to hear about? Should we talk about my cyst? No, we shouldn't. Because <laughs> that's, that's not content. That's just gross. Speaking of gross content, oh, this is a thing. We can talk about this. Who's got Disney Plus? Show of hands. Anybody? Anyone? Disney Plus? Go on there. Search Dr. Pole. It's just P-O-L. He's a veterinarian in Michigan. He's got a reality TV show that they have on National Geographic. And because National Geographic, are they owned by Disney? Why is it on the Disney Plus? Does Disney own everything except for Apple and Google? What happened? I thought we had, like, things in place to keep these monopolies from forming. There's only, like, four companies. There's Amazon, there's Google, there's Disney, and there's Apple. Does anybody make anything else? I mean, every other company that exists makes something that you can eat. Sorry, I'm, I'm way off track here. Dr. Pole. I have no idea. If you follow me on Twitter, go ahead and do that. At Lauren is not a girl. If you're feeling froggy, my Twitter writes, get on over there, you wild bunch. Follow me on the tweets. I, uh, I, my, my girlfriend has found this show, Dr. Pole, and uh, it's, it's wildly compelling. I'll tell you that much. It is. This veterinarian person in, in Michigan, he's from, uh, where is he from? He's from somewhere. He's got an accent. Uh, and he's got one of those accents that it's like, it's, it's ambiguous. You don't know where he's from. Uh, I think it's like the Netherlands or something. But he could also just be from Russia. Like, you have no idea. And he's a large and small animal veterinarian. So not only does he have, like, a practice where people are bringing him their rats that need to be put down. Yeah, a lady did that. A rat. She had a rat as a pet. I'm not putting that down at all. The rat was actually kind of cute. But I found out through this show that apparently rats don't make super great pets. Not because they're not loving. Not because they don't bond with their owners. And not because they're, they're not snuggly, cute little things. I mean, that's a matter of opinion. This lady loved her fucking rat. Sorry, Mom. She really did. But apparently rats don't live very long. Uh, they're super susceptible to tumors. Isn't that wildly interesting? Rats get tumors. Like, real bad. Average lifespan of a pet rat. This is a pet rat where it is, like, domesticated, and it's being kept in a home, and it's being fed regularly. It's not having to fight for its life in the sewers. It's also not having to train turtles in the sewers. That's got to be stressful. It's just a wonderfully domesticated rat. And four years because of freaking tumors. Oh, man. She was super sad. Super sad. Dr. Pohl. You learn all kinds of stuff from Dr. Pohl. But unfortunately, he is also a large animal expert. Ugh. You know what that means. He's making house calls to farms to impregnate horses. How is this show not X-rated? Why on earth would they put it on the Disney Plus app next to my beloved things? You know, like that's so raven. 
and 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 the Wizards of Waverly Place, and and other shows. I can't remember right now. I'm drawing a flipping blank. I, I can't remember what all Disney made, but they it appears they bought a bunch of stuff that they didn't make, and it's on there too. Ooh, the Inspector Gadget movies. Got to get on those. Or did I see that on Netflix? I can't remember. They all bleed together. But I tell you what, man, Dr. Pole has got nothing on, on, on these horror films. I'm serious. Go watch Hostel and count how many times your stomach actually flips. It's fake. It's all movie magic, right? It doesn't matter how realistic it looks. For me, there's always like a disconnect there because I know that that isn't actually happening. Suspension of disbelief never has like a bridge for me when it comes to horror movies. Science fiction, sure, I can get sucked into that fantasy all day, but you want to show me some nasty gore and some crazy scary stuff? Suspension of disbelief never bridges. But for Dr. Pohl, uh, when he deconstructs a horse to find out why it died, that is actually happening. Oh, it's gross. Oh, man, it is super disgusting. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know why it's on there, but my girlfriend's like super into the show now and I find it really compelling. Cause like I said, I learned things. I learned about the rats. I also learned that you can, like a cow's stomach can get flipped upside down. That's weird. Like not only do they have four stomachs, but they're also high maintenance stomachs. Like I talked about my stomach flipping earlier. That's just, that's not a literal thing for people. But for cows, their stomachs literally can just get flipped upside down. And then the food can't process through that stomach right. It's, it, imagine someone just tying a knot in your, in your like small intestines, like the very front part of it, so that nothing could move past your stomach. It's, it's way beyond you know constipation, because constipation happens in the lower end tie, right? It, it's down in there. And, and, and so it's like a blockage and a backup in your lower intestines. But typically, your stomach and your small intestines are still pushing everything through. So it's a very different thing than everything getting stuck in your stomach. Suddenly, you're going to lose all of your appetite, obviously, because your stomach is constantly full. But in addition to that, I don't know. What happens? Does your stomach acid start to like turn septic because of all the food particles in it? I don't know. Do you just continue to produce stomach acid and you're just puking that up regularly because there's no way for it to go? I don't know. I'm not a cow. That's n I've never heard of a person having their stomach flipped upside down and suddenly everything's trapped inside of it. So yeah, I'm very torn about Dr. Pole. It, 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 there's parts of that show that make me want to just run into a building and not wake up. I just want to run headlong into a hard surface and knock myself out because that stuff is hard to watch. Good lord! Oh man, why do I do that? If if I could, I don't, I, I really should have made that a New Year's resolution to stop doing the Medea's good lord. If I could stop doing that, that would make me so happy. Because every time it comes out of my face, I'm just like, oh, someone kick me! Someone kick me right in the teeth, please. <sighs> other news exciting junctures and new types of things uh i just launched a merch store why would i do that the wild bunch is only roughly 20 people well i don't know maybe three of you want a t-shirt maybe another one of you wants a pair of socks that's what i have on there it's t-shirts and socks <laughs> hooray for teespring is it teespring or teespree 
I should know that. I'm the one telling you about it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a website. I, hold on, I should definitely like look up what it is and and tell you tell you how to get there and get Una Memento Wild Bunch. You just hold on. It's Teespring. That's right. If you go to teespring.com/stores/lawrence-podcast. Ooh, wasn't that convoluted and fun? There's a link. I'll probably put it in the description of this episode, maybe, if I remember. Let's be honest, I'm not real good at remembering stuff and being consistent with what I say I'm going to do. But I have been for this podcast for some weird reason. It's almost like I care. <laughs> yep, super fun. We got socks on there. We got t-shirts, men's and ladies t-shirts, and, and, and a wonderful hoodie. Uh, they're they're real basic and they're they're definitely overpriced for what they are. If I were you, I wouldn't buy one. Isn't that a rousing endorsement? But on the flip side, if I were you and you really liked the podcast, maybe I would buy one. Like I would buy Harmontown socks. Like that's a show that I'm a huge fan of. And then and of course it's dead. They killed it as of last year. The last episode for Harmontown aired December something or other. Uh and then they did like a weird bonus episode with all of their fun ad reads just like looped together. And I, I, I listened to the last episode and they're being hilarious. They're being just uproarious the whole time. But in between that, they keep slipping into these moments of like, you know, we've been doing this show for seven years and, and it's meant a lot to a lot of people. And thank you. And it, it, it just kept hitting me right in the freaking gut, man. I, I, I can't remember the last time that I was a part of, uh, I don't know, some sort of community, an audience, whatever you want to call it. And then I had that community be dissolved because the thing that it was centered around suddenly wasn't there anymore. It's almost like you have like a group of friends in fringe. Ha! That's a show I'm watching. It's like you have a group of friends in high school, you know, and it's like they're all they're all tied to each other. But one person is the keystone, and that person's family moved away. And suddenly, no one in that group hangs out anymore. Be- because Danny was was the reason that we were together, you know. I don't know. I'm sad about it. I'm real. I'm I'm still sad about it. I don't know if you can tell that from my tone and how like, you know, downward this episode suddenly got. This isn't what I meant to do. One day, I'm going to do what I meant to do. And the episode, I'm going to feel good about it before I put it out. One day, we will get there. I am the king of learning as I go and also not paying attention to my mistakes so I don't learn anything. It's a contradiction. You know, I'm just a walking paradox. Speaking of paradox, you can buy socks on my Teespring. Get yourself a pair of socks. They're black. They have red letters on them. They say Lauren's podcast. It's just the logo because that's what I started with. Uh, I really did try and keep the prices on there below uh, what they suggested them to be. I mean, I don't know if it was a suggestion, but when you if you've ever made a Teespring account, (laughs) you get to set the prices. And, And as long as you're not setting it below the profit line, you know, so that it's costing Teespring money or whatever. I mean, you can you can print them for, for free. You can literally set it so that there's zero profit. And I might do that one day. I might uh, I might do something crazy like if uh, if we hit like 
Shoot. If the Wild Bunch hits a thousand people, it wouldn't that be crazy? That's right. If if we hit like a thousand standard listeners, then I will definitely I'll I'll throw a huge hundred percent off sale on the Teespree. But I I'm pretty sure we're a far cry away from that. Until now, it's still like twenty dollar t shirts, and it makes me sad. But I I, I I tried to price things as best I could. I'm I'm not making a whole lot off of these shirts. I just you know let's see if it works. Let's see who wants one. But yeah, the shirts are like twenty bucks. The socks are like fifteen. It, it, it doesn't that just make you feel? Oh, my soul feels like it has diarrhea. But they're there, and then the hoodies are like forty bucks or something. Um, but yeah, check it out. Teespring.com slash stores slash Lawrence dash podcast. God, that's hard to say. There'll be a link somewhere, I'm sure. I posted about it today. Maybe you can find it. Uh, maybe you've got an idea for a logo. Maybe you're uh, you're an artist and you want to design something. If you send me an image, uh, I, you know, I might use it. Let's talk. I always like hearing from, from the Wild Bunch. Speaking of Wild Bunch, I heard from some people. Uh, shout out! Shout out. That was obnoxious. I'll probably cut that. Uh, my buddy Noah. We're buddies because you talk to me. That's that's the criteria there. I hope that you... Why? God, when I don't have anything to say, I just say, I hope. Any hoozle. Noah. Noah. Oh, let's not use his last name. That's going to be identity theft. Hopefully, I'll remember to beep that out. Ha! <laughs> Noah, thank you so much for hollering at me. He got at me on Facebook. Uh, feel free to do that if you want to. He was, he told me what he liked about the show. He gave me a suggestion of something to talk about. And I loved it. It was a brilliant suggestion. At some point, we're going to delve into the, the concept of whether or not, uh, not whether or not, the difference between, there we go, words and sentences, Lauren. We're going to dive into the differences between satire and bullying. Where is the line? What is the difference? How do you define them? We're going to get all of that stuff picked apart one by one. I'm sure I'll find an article written by HuffPost. That way I have a crutch to lean on. Uh, I don't believe in my own opinions and ideas, so I have to present others and then tell you how I feel about those people's opinions and ideas. That's right. I'm a bad person. I don't know when we're going to do that, uh, but just as like a taste... No, we're not going to taste. I'm not going to taste you. Listen, I, what we need to, to, to do at this particular juncture is uh, find another topic of conversation. Oh, shit. See, I'm real good. I can just, you know, rattle crap off for like 20 minutes, but I'm trying. I'm genuinely trying to make the episodes longer because someone told me that they enjoyed them when they're longer. Shout out to Noah. It, it, it warms my heart to hear that people are liking what I'm doing. A, because I'm a narcissist. And B, I, it's, it, this is what I want to do. You know? This is it. 
I've been applying to podcast jobs on Indeed.com. Do you have any idea how disillusioned that is? What kind of fantasy am I living in? A job on Indeed.com that has anything to do with podcasting is going to obviously require, uh, I don't know, uh, certificated skills acquired by a university and potentially maybe media production or broadcasting. I have none of these things. What kind of arrogance and idiocy do I think that I, I, can, I can just wave away in order to, like, you know, get a podcasting job? But hey, I applied, and you better believe that I put that I'm a stand-up comedian. That's on my Indeed resume. Am I an idiot? Stand-up comedian? It's the first thing they see after Lyft driver. Oh, boy, does my freaking resume just reek of strong skills. Oh, you mean that you can do a job that a monkey could do if trained for a couple of weeks and also a job that most monkeys do in bad movies? Drive around and be funny. Why don't we just hire a monkey? Well, I'll tell you why, Mr. President. Because monkeys don't know jack shit about national defense. Why did, where did that come from? Suddenly, I was in the room with the president talking about hiring a new defense person. And, and that president was asking, why don't we hire a monkey? Yeah, that seems about right. That seems just like... Right on the flipping nose. I don't know where it came from, but damn it, it's apt. Sorry, Mom. <sighs> well, given the fact that I have literally nothing else to go off of, we're going to dig into that Huffington Post article about nonsense. What was it, the thing that I was going to talk about? I think it was like satire versus bullying. Shout out to Noah. This episode was sponsored by his brain. Man, I hope I remember to bleep out your last name. Uh, no, I don't want to do a visitor survey. What is going on? All I want to do is get back to the thing that I was on, and it's not letting me. No, not podcast jobs. What is happening here? Bullying versus satire. That's what I was after. Forgive me. I'm, I'm typing things into a phone, and... Uh, it, it's it's not the best like my brain can operate and I can talk but I can't do that while trying to also put words into a text box because one of two things will happen I'll either start saying what I'm typing or typing what I'm saying I don't I, do, does anybody else have that problem like when they're talking and they're writing like that's a multitasking skill I, I don't have it. I don't have it. I, I say I have it on my resume on Indeed after I say I'm a stand-up comedian, but I definitely don't actually have that skill. I can write or I can talk. I can't even listen. If a person's talking to me and I start focusing on what they're saying instead of what I'm writing, I'll start writing what they're saying. Is, I don't know if that's a symptom of, of my ADHD or if that's just you know how a person works. Uh, all you multitaskers out there having superpowers or what have you. So, as we let's 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 back it up. Let's get back on the train that I was on originally. When satire turns to bullying, this was a. I'm a yep. We're gonna do that that Lauren's learning corner nonsense. Hooray for returning segments. Lauren's learning corner. I'm sure there'll be. I, I should come up with some some music for that. You know, like a little segment. Come along and learn with him. You 
could just look it up yourself But he's gonna read an article he found on Facebook HuffPost wrote an article. They didn't, but John Burnett did. He's a contributor to HuffPost. Uh, he, he writes for a businessman, business and political commentator. He's also a professor and an urban financial freedom fighter and a Republican strategist. This should be interesting. I, 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 I genuinely don't know which way the, the HuffPost leans. I don't know if that's a liberal me- news media uh, outlet or, 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 or a more Republican one. Um, either way, we're going to pick this apart and, and then you're going to get my spin on it because that's what we do here in Lauren's Learning Corner. Is it? Is that what we do? I don't know. We'll solidify that as we go. We'll figure that out. Maybe, maybe I'll do science experiments, you know, like chemical reactions. You can listen to baking soda fizz or whatever. Anywho's, let's get back to the article. For ages, satirists... And comedians have provided some of the most powerful forms of social commentary. From Aristophanes and Mark Twain to Richard Pryor and Woody Allen. I would not put Aristophanes and Woody Allen in the same room together. That would be very strange. Uh, Coincidentally, Mark Twain would get along with Richard Pryor fine. I, I have no doubt of that in my mind. There is a fine line between humor that points out society's foibles and gratuitous insults, name-calling, and even bullying masquerading as critique. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you picked up on what that said. I didn't as I was reading it. I had to go back and think about it for a second. Yeah, retention! Regrettably enough, we are seeing more and more of the latter. Now, this article was written in 2017, so bear that in mind. It's going to have a slightly different perspective than we have now. Uh, Just think about, like, the social landscape three years ago. Uh, Yes, we are seeing more and more of the latter at a time when the rise of Internet, cable cable talk shows, and reality TV seems to have eroded our collective sense of decorum and, in turn, rewarded loud, outlandish, and even cruel verbal jabs and behavior from attention seekers, whether they are average folks or celebrities. This crude strain permeates many aspects of our culture, particularly in the national political discourse. And it comes to include a once-cherished pastime that keeps Americans up well past their bedtimes for generations to watch playfully breezy interviews with celebrities, outlandish sketches, comedy acts, and the like. I'm talking about late-night TV! John Oliver, the host of HBO's weekly The Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, is among the worst offenders. I'm sorry, I already have a problem with this. After what he himself once described as a failed career as an entertainer in England, of course he described that. Comedians are self-deprecating! Oh boy, I don't think I like the Huff Post. He came to the United States and rose to stardom, in part by ar- uh, bleh, in part by amassing a following with his trademark attacks on the American left's more popular boogeymen, including business executives, Wall Street moguls, conservative politicians, and even people of religious faith. Aww, he made fun of people. Aww. To be sure, Oliver's show is billed as satirical news program, but rather than employing the kind of trenchant wit and analysis of, say, Bill Maher, oh boy, 
Bill Maher. I don't know anything about Bill Maher other than what other people say about him. And that's definitely not a way to conclude a, an opinion. <laughs> Last Week Tonight with John Oliver is too often marked by demagoguery that seems to appeal to the lowest common denominator while fueling the nation's cultural wars. I already hate this. This isn't about the topic. This is a, this, it, I, I'm so sorry I brought that article to you. I'm not going to read the rest of it. No, I don't read things that have no scientific basis. Lauren's Learning Corner. That's a staple we're making right now, baby. I'm not going to bring you just bullshit nonsense. Sorry, Mom. That was, that, was, that was just an idiotic attack on a comedy news program. Learn to take a joke! Or shut the fuck up. Either way, sorry, Mom. I'm heated. I'm mad. I I should probably read the rest of that article before I let it like give me an emotional response. But I really, really can't stand where that was going. That was just picking apart a TV show. That wasn't looking at a problem. I mean, you could make the argument that, that it's like, well, it was, it was, you know, it was observing that problem through the lens of this particular uh, example, you know, the, the show with John Oliver and, 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 and reciprocity says that they were giving the example of Bill Maher and how the show should be done. I don't know. Or at least it's a vibe that I got. I, it's, I'm, a, I'm a flustered little boy right now. This is not cool. I don't like it when people uh, take something that someone did creatively and poop all over it. I don't care. All right. Um, creativity is something that I hold sacred. Uh, you could argue that it's my God. Sorry, Mom. Uh, don't step on people's creativity. Now, that being said, I, obviously, there are lines to that. I, I say nothing with absolution. <laughs> Trust me. I reserve the right to be a hypocrite about anything that I say. And as much as I say that I, I want, you know... Creativity is something that should be held sacred and never be squandered or squashed or blah, 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 blah. Uh, how, how about the people that like to, to, you know, make murals in the blood of virgins? How about nah? That's not, uh-uh. Is it creative? Sure. Never heard of that before until I just thought of it. And nope, don't want anyone to do that. I just don't see how you could ever, like, you know... Re responsibly source virgin's blood. You know what I mean? I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? You either have a really freaked up relationship with the women in your family that are going through puberty or you're a murderer. I, I, just, I can't, like, what kind of Craigslist ad is that? Need virgin's blood for an arts and crafts project? Nothing weird, I swear. You're just doing giant murals of the Virgin Mary. It's a giant metaphor for the birth of Jesus Christ. Oh boy, I I don't uh, I don't support all creativity, obviously, but I I believe I don't know. I just slap a percentage on it. 90 percent of creativity. As long as you're making something that doesn't hurt anyone, how about you just leave it alone? But, I mean, where's the line in that? How do we, like, I mean, because people make smut films. And whether they're real or they're fake, you know, there's these visual representations of someone being beaten to death or, 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 or sexually molested or, like, God knows what. Even if, even if it's done for just creative purposes and it's not real, 
or even if it's done in a real way, heaven forbid, for quote-unquote creative purposes, that's my line. You can't hurt people with your creativity. Now, I, I say that you can't hurt people making your creativity. If your creativity hurts somebody by existing, perfect example, you paint a, a graphic scene and that scene triggers someone's PTSD. Not your fault. You shouldn't be held responsible for that. I believe that. Is that wrong? Is that over the line? Who knows? I reserve the right to be a hypocrite about anything that I say. Suck it. Sorry, Mom. Don't suck it. Oh, got, got carried away there. I apologize. I, that's, that's just a blanket apology for everyone. I mean, not, not about everything I said. Just that last couple words. The, the suck and the it. Sorry for those. There are songs that make people cry. Does that mean they're bad? Because they make people sad? This started to sound very susical. No, of course not. You created a violent movie that, that, that makes people, you know, that triggers their trauma. Or, or maybe it's just something that they've never seen before and it's traumatizing. Too bad. <laughs> Too freaking bad. Obviously, if you're making adult content, you have to protect it from children. I believe that too. But as far as like adults ingesting like, you know, materials or content or whatever it is, and them having a negative reaction to it, not the fault of the creator. Now, if a child gets a hold of that, and that particular creator didn't, you know, take certain measures to make sure that a kid couldn't get a hold of their their horrifically violent content or their, their awful, smutty nonsense, yeah, that's on you, man. That, that You got to make sure, like, if you're making something that isn't for children... It's your responsibility to make sure no kids can get a hold of it. Pharmaceutical companies put their crap in bottles that kids can't open. I mean, most of the time. You have a responsibility to make sure that you have a parental advisory sticker on there or or some sort of uh, uh, wall, you know. Def and I'm not talking about this 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 internet wall that you come across that says, are you 18, click a button. Not good enough. Holy crap, that's not good enough. You got to do something more. There has to be a better system, a, 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 a something, you know, something that actually has like consequences that will shut out a child. Why on earth? Why on earth are we still like just okay with the are you 18? Click this button. Good job. That doesn't prove if you're 18. That doesn't prove anything other than you can press a touch screen. It doesn't even prove if you have fingers. You can touch it with your nose. It doesn't prove anything. Why is that our system? I digress. Maybe that's what this show should have been called. I digress. Anywho, we're trying to like pick apart satire, bullying. What's the difference? Uh, I mean, what's the definition? Satire has a definition, obviously. Uh, what is it? I looked it up. Hold on. I gotta find it again. <coughs> According to Miriam Webster, I think that's a good enough source, don't you? Miriam Webster defines satire as a noun, meaning a literary work holding up human vices and follies to ridicule or scorn. 
vices or follies? That is hyper-specific. Now, what is a folly? That's open to interpretation. Something that someone else did wrong? Well, when you start satirizing politicians, people, their lifestyles, and things like that, I mean, satire has an incredibly broad definition at that point. Because if you decide that someone else did something wrong, then you're just satirizing their folly. Vices? Same thing. You are talking about a person's choices. That is the key thing. You are picking apart the choices that someone else has made in in an ironic way. Uh, and it is not always done by irony. Uh, sometimes it's, it's sarcasm or just wit. Uh, but it's, it's always used to expose or discredit the vice or the folly. That is satire. 100%. God, I hate how much I say that. But that's it in a nutshell. You are judging someone. Satire is judgmental. And judgmental can feel harsh. Duh. Especially if you're... If you're Um, You know, judging someone's choices because that is a prickly subject and it can it can very easily be taken personally. Now, what's the difference between satire and bullying? Obviously, it's intent and reception. It's not just one or the other. You can't just say I didn't mean that to be mean and it absolve you of everything. Now, once again, I, I reserve the right to go back on anything that I'm saying, and I'm literally just thinking out loud. I haven't researched this. I haven't looked into this other than just, just kind of feel out my own feelings in the moment. And the way that I feel changes constantly, and if you ask me on a later day if I still feel this way, I may not. I reserve the right to change my mind. I don't know why people hate when people do that so much. Any hoozle, bullying or satire becomes bullying when the intention is wrong. If you intend to hurt somebody with quote-unquote satire, it's bullying immediately. You've just changed your definition. But even if you don't intend for it to be bullying does not necessarily mean that it is not because bullying is, is entirely dependent upon intention and reception. If you intended it as a joke to make people laugh, fine. But if the person that it is intended upon is not also laughing, you're bullying them. It's a weird thing because all of it comes down to context. The difference between satire and bullying all comes down to context. And context is a hard thing to discern, especially if you weren't there, especially if you weren't in the moment, if you weren't in the room. Which is why people get in trouble for comedy so often. Because things spread like wildfire all over the internet. And then no one has any idea the context that it was originally in. It's the worst game of telephone. Except you're not mincing the words at all. The words stay the same. Maybe you have a few of them cropped out just to help your story. Maybe maybe a few of them, uh, you know, got chopped off of the beginning. The words don't change, but the context gets lost. Now, 
obviously I said a bunch of stuff and there's a lot of arguments and very plausible things that would, you know, completely negate everything that I've said. Oh, but Lauren, you said that if the person that you're making fun of or you're being satirical towards isn't laughing with you, then it's immediately bullying. Not necessarily true. Already pulling that one back. Why? Because what if they're not in the room? Constantly, comedians and things are, are making fun of celebrities that are not there to defend themselves. What's the context? What's the context in, in, in which they are being made fun of? Are they being made fun of for a choice that they've made? Or are they being made fun of for something that they can't help? Once again, if you get outside of the definition of satire, regardless as to your intention or how it's received, you could, you could just blunder your way right into bullying if you go outside the realms of, of the definition of satire. Folly or vice, these are choices that people make, okay? And I know, let's just nip this right in the bud. A person's sexual preference is not a vice. End of discussion. I don't care what your, what your religious beliefs are. If someone has a sexual procurity that, that doesn't fall in line with what you believe about the world, that doesn't mean that that is a vice for them. Sorry. Any hoozle. Uh, it, it's all about choice. And it's all about context. Satire is picking apart someone's choices for a comedic effect, or at least amusement. And also, bullying. Ooh, all those mic sounds. And also, bullying, you know, can start as satire and become bullying. But if you move outside the realms of the definition of satire and you're trying to get amusement, but you're trying to satirize something that they can't help. That is not satire. That is just observational bullying. That's all it is. So yeah, Noah. Noah was the one that he was like, what do you think about that? Maybe you should talk about it. That isn't how Noah sounds. I don't know how Noah sounds. We've never spoken. But uh, you can. You can talk to me. There's a, there's a link uh, on the description of each episode. There's actually a couple of links. Uh, there's one for Teespring. And then the, that one's new. That one's new. But then there's also a voice. There's like a, you can leave me a voice message. It's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, the podcast has voicemail. That's right. You can click a link. You can leave me a voice message. Maybe you want to hear my thoughts and opinions about something. Maybe you just want to have a specific local comedian on the show. Maybe you want me to reach out to somebody that's, that's local in a different scene uh, and they don't have anything better to do other than to talk to me. Holla at you, boy, wild bunch. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want. Uh, I am your dancing monkey. I will clap the cymbals any way you want, master. Don't do that. Let's not do that. Uh, is calling people master cultural appropriation? Is it? Well, I guess it wouldn't be if you're like a sub, right? Submissive, dominant, BDSM. Let's talk about more things that my mom will make me want to shut this podcast off for. I feel like there was one last thing that I wanted to, I wanted to get at, that I wanted to say. And now I can't remember what it is. Um, oh, if you're listening to this 
and you're in the the greater Cincinnati area, and you know of anybody that's hiring, and and uh, you think that I could do the job and it pays a decent amount, let me know. <laughs> that's right. Things have become that desperate. I really hope that I get caught up on them bills soon. Holy cow. That's super charismatic, right? To just, just beg for jobs. Um, I'll do anything you want, y'all. I'll mow your grass if the money's right. Let's get after me. Let's give me some work. I got, I got bills to pay. This is the weirdest version of Patreon ever. Uh, <laughs> I'll wash your windows if you're a listener and you message me. Only if you live in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, that reminds me. That was a thing that I wanted to I wanted to to, to say in in words and things. Uh, there's places all over the place that are listening to the podcast, and it's it's kind of surprising. So I I want to I want to I want I I really 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 want to want to say ah uh, Spice Girls holler. So all the people that are here uh, listening right now. Thank you. Y'all are great. But I want to know where you're from. I, I can see certain things. Like I can tell that there's a, there's, there's a, decent, a decent listenership in the United States. And about half of those are in Ohio. I love all you Ohio listeners. But if you're listening to this and you don't live in Ohio, uh, just do me, do me a huge solid and, and let me know. Let me know where you're listening. Just like... Maybe you, uh, maybe maybe you went to Teespring and you bought some socks, and those came in, and you were like, "Yo, check out my cool socks! Put those on Instagram." Hashtag Lauren's podcast. Let's let's get that trending amongst the wild bunch. It'll be super fun. Or you know, if you don't want to pay fifteen dollars for a pair of socks that'll probably wear out in a year, uh, just go ahead and 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 just you know take a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to. Hopefully this one yeah post it on the instagram and like you know hashtag lauren's podcast and let me know where you're from i'm gonna come to your house and sit on your couch and fart a lot i'm just kidding i don't have that kind of time but yeah uh the ohio listeners if you want to do that too that's cool but i'm just i'm more curious about the non-ohioans very curious uh we've we've recently had listenership in saudi arabia don't know why but it happened. We just we got a blip on the map. It's weird. And maybe I'm going to get recruited by ISIS. Wouldn't that be fun? There's a documentary on Netflix about a kid that, that may or may not have gotten recruited by ISIS. And it's like 23 minutes long. And and it's it's stuff like that that I'm like, you know, Netflix will just literally make anything. I should, I should call them. I should call them. Because I think... Uh, well, I guess they won't make anything. That's probably something that someone made and then sold them the rights to stream. But uh, maybe that's what I should do. I just I like the idea of making content. Uh, I'd love to make a cartoon one day, but I don't know how to animate, and I'm too lazy to learn. Also, animation takes a shit ton of time. Sorry, Mom. And I just don't know if I can... I'm not going to make a cartoon. I'm going to make a cartoon like I'm going to make a roller coaster in my backyard. You know what I'm saying? I also like, I love the idea of helping other people with content. Speaking of which, my buddy Tanner Hines. That's right. The tan man himself. He's a, uh, he's a super cool dude. He's also working on a podcast. I don't know why I'm talking about it now. It's not going to be out until a year from now. 
but he's working on it. I, I, I recorded a part for it just yesterday. That's right. He had me being a radio announcer voice, listing off something. Uh, yeah, he was kind of telling me what it was going to sound like in context, but it wasn't making a whole lot of sense because I have ADHD and it's hard to listen to people. No, I'm just kidding. I was listening intently, but it's, you know, it's hard to gather what, what it is until you see you know, what it is and what it, what it will be. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyeballs open a year from now with that um, and, and the whatnots. Uh, let's see here. Did I, cover, did I cover all the things? I feel like I did, but I also feel like I'm forgetting something which is just kind of a perpetual state of being for me. You know, I'm always confident that I got it all and also terrified that I didn't. Oh, it's, it's kind of like walking into a room and not remembering why you're there, but you feeling like it's really important. You know, it's like, I needed something in here. Was it my insulin? I can't remember. I'm not diabetic. I just like the way insulin tastes. It's, you know, it's sugary. <laughs> oh, that's dumb. Uh, I might tweet that later. Who knows? Oh, uh, I'm sure there was something else that I wanted to say, but I can't remember what it was. This podcast gets worse every week. Uh, yeah. So shout out to Noah. That was a thing. Uh, hit the link. If you want to leave me a voice message, there's also a link in there. Uh, it's kind of set up like Patreon where you can go in there and you can give me money every month. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just telling you where the link is. There will also be a link for Teespring. How many times can I mention that? Buy my socks! There's also hoodies and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Rate and review the show. That'd be great. Uh, there's, there's, there's been a handful of you on there, and I appreciate you. I've also had a couple of people reach out to me about, like, doing professional, like, you know, podcast editing and, and consulting work. And, uh, you know, that's all very, very interesting. And I hope it turns into money one day. Otherwise, what am I doing talking to these people on Facebook Messenger? I don't know. I don't know. I, I genuinely have no idea why anyone would ask me to do anything because I can barely do my own stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the 26th. Let's talk about dates. Let's talk about dates. 26, I'm recording the first episode of Just Quit, a new podcast I'm doing with the super sexy boy, Luke Fagenbush. He is tall as a string bean and cool as a glass of water. We're going to be talking to comics about their bombing. We're also going to have other cool, fun stuff. Because I have someone to collaborate with, it's going to be way more streamlined. It's going to be fun. There's going to be segments that actually are reoccurring instead of me just talking about them like they're some half-cocked idea. Super pumped about that. Um, yeah, so that's happening in the 26th. Those, that's not going to roll out for a while, obviously. Uh, we're going to get some episodes in the bank. Probably come out like maybe April or something. Maybe we'll pull a Rick and Morty and you'll get the first episode April Fool's Day. Or maybe not. Uh, other dates that are upcoming. Uh, February. Not February. It's still January, Lauren. January 29th, I'll be at Go Bananas Comedy Club performing in their Pro-Am. It's going to be super fun. There's a bunch of other folks there. Uh, a lot of the people that you'll see there will be people that you will hear on this show later. So if you want to get a taste for their material before you hear them, uh, you know, unfiltered and unhinged, come out January 29th to Go Bananas Comedy Club. It's only $5. 
mention my name at the door and you'll get a free sticker um that's for a podcast that used to exist yeah that's right that's right you'll get a pro-am pod sticker and i may or may not write lauren's podcast in red marker on top of it wouldn't that be fun january 29th at go bananas show starts at eight o'clock get there by seven thirty if you want good seats um beyond that we've got february 18th i'm at toxic brewing with dan Seabree. that's right uh he's got a wonderful little show up there up at toxic i think that show's free i don't know it could cost five dollars i think it's free pretty sure it's free starts at eight might start at nine i don't know pay attention to my social media it's several weeks away uh and then beyond that we've got february 29th that's right we're going to be at the saint bernard eagles lounge there uh that show i think costs ten dollars i could be wrong i also think it starts at eight it could start at nine i should figure these things out before i talk about them but it's several weeks away i'll probably talk about it way more before then so yeah i hope that you uh have a wonderful time um oh my god okay i'll be right back i have to pee Okay, I'm really sorry about that. I apologize. Uh, it's really bad form, you know? Uh, not only should I not have sat the microphone down and walked away, but I absolutely, certainly sh- should have edited out the pause. Oh, my God. What kind of chump just left you there hanging? I mean, I'm, I'm, I guarantee two-thirds of the Wild Bunch aren't even listening anymore. <sighs> it's been a long episode, though. I mean, we've been, we've been cooking along here for almost an hour. You came on a journey with me, and I appreciate you, because there were definitely some low points there. Uh, But yeah, I hope to see a bunch of you at Go Bananas. If it sounds like I'm stalling, it's only because I totally am. Uh, I set this up to to be a little bit more, what's the word, automatic, hydromatic systematic it's grease lightning (laughs) oh man i guarantee i hate me way more than you hate me oh shout out to uh uh whoever i heard that from that's not one of my lines where did i read that it's probably in like a george foreman manual or something yeah you didn't know that george foreman hates himself like a lot yeah, every day he wakes up and he puts both of his hands into you know in, into two different sizes of his grills. His thumbs don't fit. He's got to get the baby one burger grill to get his thumb in there. And then he just burns them. He just burns the the ever loving dog nonsense out of his hands. That's how he starts his day. You know, a lot of self loathing and third degree burns. Does anyone have any idea what I'm talking about? Because I don't. Someone come tell me. I think I covered all of the bases and I've been out of things to talk about for a long time. You know, you've been here. You absolutely 100% like listened to all of this. All right. All right. I, I, I got to call it. 
I got to call it. There's nothing I can do. Um, we're done here. 100%. There's nothing that I can say that's going to change anything. Uh, I tried to set it up so that the intro music would come in like whenever I was wrapping it up, but I totally misjudged like where the intro music was, where I put it, how long down the timeline it was supposed to come in. Um, I, I, I don't even know if I'll hear it when it plays. I might be talking way past it. I could be completely wrong. I, I'm not... I'm not as good at this as I wish that I was. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But I'll tell you one thing is absolutely for certain. I like making this podcast. It's fun. Um, yeah. Who, who are we going to have on in the future? That's a thing that we can talk about. Uh, well, right now, I don't even have an episode for Friday. So fuck. Sorry, Mom. But uh, maybe someone, I hope... Uh, we'll talk to me in the week and we'll get it done. We'll have her in the bag. But beyond that, I've, I've talked to a lot of people like, you know, halfway superficially, you know, I want you on the podcast at some point, but, uh, haven't gotten them. Haven't made it there yet. And I mean, that's okay. That's fine. I'll live. The podcast will live on. We will have guests every Friday, guaranteed, or your money back, baby. Yeah, there it is. Sweet God. I was so ready to be done talking. Oh, boy. Hope you had a good one. Man, that music came in. It was like an adrenaline rush. I think I could talk for like another, another 30 minutes. You know, gave me a little second wind there. Not going to do it, though. Toodaloo, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you at Go Bananas the 29th.